computer. Welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with my friend, Morsex. How you doing, MB? Buddy, I was doing great until about 90 seconds ago when I erased all of my notes for today's show. <laughs> I saw you fucking around on something on the monitor. I know, I know, maneuver. Like oh, Alec, oh. Alec Baldwin said, fuck it, I'm going anyway. Oh, good Lord. Um, well, at least you fired me off uh, 20 emails this afternoon. <laughs> Maybe you might have to send some of them back to me. Um, I had a great week, honestly. I mean, getting home was a little bit of a, a drag, but um, uh, other than that, I had a really nice week. Sam, Where were, what Sam were you Payton. doing? Where were you? Oh, I was down... Uh, in God's waiting room for the weekend, visiting uh, Target and Rebecca. Oh, oh, oh. In case anyone doesn't know, 
what God's waiting room is. It's Florida. <laughs> So, and you I love you get this straight. So you and you had a ball, right? <laughs> oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. It but it's layered. It, there's there's texture to it because if you run with me a little bit, remember that seminal work reminiscences of a stock operator? Of course. Yeah, Jesse Livermore. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That book was written something in the 20s, 1920s-ish. And he talked about going down to, I think, Florida to the breakers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. So Mm -hmm. we're down in in that area, Florida and the breakers. And the place is jumping. I'm telling you, it's like models and bottles so you stayed at the breakers so you weren't in the neighborhood no, no, no we stayed we stayed at uh, yeah. our friend's house yeah and what is that boca raton or is it west palm it's uh west palm and okay. then we drove into palm beach right so we we see the whole thing here and th- this whole show tonight's whole show pops into my mind all at once which is why i don't know that i need any notes but so the reference to Jesse Livermore, okay, going to the breakers in the 20s and 30s was back then that was a cool place to be. Okay. It still is. It still is. Well, it, it, it is, but there was a a rather meaningful gap of time where it wasn't. Okay. Okay. So stay with me here. Okay. So you got all these uh geniuses from New York moving down to Florida because of the taxes, right? And so it's in my mind primarily Goldman and Citadel. Okay. So the friends we stayed with, their house is quadrupled in price in the last four years. Quadrupled. Yeah. I went for a walk around the neighborhood. I shit you, I saw no less than six Rolls Royces. I, I mean, a dozen Lamborghinis. Yes. And this was in, like, a development. Are you, what side, which side of the intercoastal water, waterway are you on? Are you on the barrier island or are you, are you inland from the barrier island? I was told there would be no questions. I, I, I don't know, like the side that the, that the, El, the airport's on. Okay. They live like 15 minutes from the airport. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so we, we go to a, a, a lovely restaurant on Saturday night and the place is just jumping. Jumping, rocking, rocking, right? And the women are so pretty. <laughs> Cheryl looks at me and she says, "Look at those young women, aren't they pretty?" I'm like, "When does a wife say that, right?" And and I said, "Unluckily for them, I'm <laughs> off the market, right?" Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm off the dating market. Right, I think right. the prices are generally pretty good, but <laughs> but I have this epiphany, right? So what, what's happened? You have all these big machers running down to Florida, okay? They're bidding up the prices of real estate, okay? Because, you know, it's it's a strip. It's like a little, you know. I know what it is. It's fantastic. I okay. know. 
Great, great. Okay, so so you're on you're with me so far, right? Yep. Okay. Well, when I worked at Deutsche Bank many a moon ago, there was a fellow, an administrative manager, his name was Bob Kelly. And uh he wasn't much of a trader, but he was a good businessman. And he was very kind to me in a lot of ways. And one of the things was giving me bits of career advice. And two bits of advice I never forgot. One, never have your name taken off of a revenue line. Meaning, as long as you can point the P&L, you're never going to have a problem. Okay. Second, never, ever work anywhere but the home office. This is it's it's fatal to your career. Wow. So we're gonna make this like a Quentin Tarantino thing. So we're sitting in our friend's house. They moved down there about four years ago because the wife's mother was ill, and so she wanted to to help her mother move to the next stage in life and we were there since the mother's passed and this woman and cheryl are very very tight and our, our friends down there they're just fucking miserable they're like six months of the year you cannot go outside it's just too fucking hot and humid okay she said the people are assholes Everyone's walking around with a gun, right? And it may not be your cup of tea. They're more moderate, but it's it's Trump territory. Oh, totally. But if you're a Trump guy, you're right at home. Yeah. If yeah. you're not a Trump guy, you're not at home, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So as I'm seeing this thing in my mind play out, you get all these schmoes from Goldman and Citadel paying up five times for real estate because, oh, I got to be down in Florida because there's no income taxes. And, you know, that's the cool place to be. And Palm Beach has got all this, this hot chicks and this music. And, and all I can think of is they're going to go through two cycles. The fact that their income tax being lowered, remember, income taxes is a percentage. Income is a whole number. Well, remember a while ago I told you about the guy I rode the train with, the oil guy, Bromley Demerit? Mm -hmm. said, Morris, the good deals never leave Texas. Texas yep. There's no good deal going down to Florida. Not a fucking chance. You got to be in the mix, man. In the mm -hmm. mix. Mm -hmm. in, in, I mean, don't get me wrong. Hookers and cocaine, ground zero. Yep. <laughs> okay? I and, and if that's your thing, Mm -hmm. God bless you. But, but by the way, from sources believed to be reliable, but we cannot be guaranteed, they have hookers and cocaine in New York. No, now, no. now, I'm assuming that because a couple weeks ago, there was that dentist mm -hmm. in Nantucket with hookers and cocaine and a gun. Yeah, so yeah. if you can get hookers, cocaine, a gun, and a yacht in Nantucket, yeah. You can get, you can even get the yacht in Nantucket, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're going to move down to Florida. 
in short order, your wife or life partner is going to be fucking miserable. The schools suck, right? And, you know, there's no income tax. No. But they run the property tax up your ass like you can't believe. Yeah, there's a price that, that comes with no property tax too. Like your your services, like when you call the cops, like you call the cops in Greenwich, they're there in, in six minutes, even up in the country where you live. Like yeah. in, in Broward or like, you know what? I, I grew up in, I, in, in the yeah. 90s. I used to watch enough of the TV episode Cops. I watched Broward <laughs> County, okay? Broward County and like West the Palm. Wagon, the wagon train? Yeah, like yeah. that's I mean, it is, it's different down there. You know, you call it's, it's, it's different. There's a different edge to it, but dude, it is bumping. All right. So how about that could be, what if that's a generational thing, dude, because there's a, a there's a, a big chunk of a demograph of guys between 40 and 65 that want to be down there because it rocks like you were out on Saturday. Dude, it rocks on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday night. There, dude, It yeah. looks like everybody from Long Island and Jersey went down there that made their money, went down there, bought the bought the Rolls Royce and the beach house and isn't going back to Hackensack. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. First all right. of all, no money, no honey. Yeah, okay. I know. And, and being a little bit older and having seen a few cycles, all those guys who made it, yeah, it that money goes faster than shit through a goose. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. There's nothing to do but buy boats down in Florida. And by the way, so we 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 show up down there. They pick us up at the airport. We go to a, a very, very nice casual type, but, you know, real, real nice yeah. quality, favorite yeah. cost of thing. And I'm looking and I'm trying not to stare because there's a woman at the table and it's not Jeff Bezos's yeah. girlfriend. He's moving it, there too. He announced he's moving there too. Yeah. Go on. I know. Go Perfect. on. Perfect. Fits, fits my narrative. <laughs> Maybe this woman's narrative. lips. Look like she got stung by 50 bees. A disaster? A fish face? She had the big fish face? What the fuck is that about? Bad job. It's a bad job. And that's women not helping women. Another woman's supposed to be like, look, Susie, that looks terrible. You got to get that fixed. Well, Some people don't know. She's, she's too busy saying those, boob, those boobs are too big because yeah. I, she, I know she's going to be in traction. I know. I know. I know. And then, and then I'll say this quietly. What's with the fat ass thing? It's gross, dude. It's horrific. They all get a it's surgical enhancement. It's horrific, dude. It's gonna come back, dude. It's self hate. Okay, is what it is. It's 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 a demonstration of self hate. Okay, but you you didn't spend you didn't spend enough time down there. You you're oh. <laughs> you're like a kid that like you're like a kid from Ohio that comes to New York City that like goes to Times Square and he's like he's like good lord, get me back to the corn. You know, like you'll get oh. over that. Like like after like after like four or five days, you ignore the call. Cars and the and the plastic, okay. Then back man. down. You can get down to some nice food in the beaches, which is what what, what you're there for, okay. <laughs> that fat ass. It's disgusting. Something dude. I cannot unsee, dude. It's a horrible thing. It's yeah, I know, I know. Somebody's. Why do you say that? There's. I don't. I, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. 
I know. I know, but I understand Florida. Dude, that's the first 24, 48 hours. You, dude, and you're in West Palm. You weren't even in Miami. You go down to Miami. No, there's no Miami. Oh, I know, I know. I remember when I went there, I asked you some questions, and you had some curt answers, and you were like, good luck, kid. You're on your own. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think we won't be traveling to Florida. Ark, A-R-K. Kathy's down there. You know, Kathy. Perfect. She'll fit right in. <laughs> She'll fit right in. Um, yeah. Um, somebody had some statistics that in part of my uh, colostomy of what I did with my notes, I can't find them, but they can kind of compare her notes. Um, uh, I mean, her returns, which obviously have been horrific. The thing I kind of wondered and went back and forth with one of our listeners, one of our polite email listeners. Go on, go on. <laughs> who, see, I, I'm kind of wondering, back when I was y- young, your age, I had all my securities registrations. You know, the Series 7, the mm-hmm. 64, mm-hmm. or 62, or 43, whatever it was. Like, I had the ones you needed to have. And there's laws about what you can say about uh, how stocks are going to how stocks are going to perform and i'm not sure she's following the letter of the law um i don't know how you can go talk about you got the best research in the business just after you bought a stock it- and then you go public and tell every i, I don't know i i i, I guess I guess she's, it's she's been do. doing it. She's been doing it so publicly. It, it's be, it's been done so publicly. But I don't think it. it's become like a joke. It's embarrassing at this point that like it's, you know, like, you know, joke or not. You know, rules. I, I them, we live I, with the animals. Dude, and a lot of guys say that. A lot of guys, I see a lot of that that are like, how is she like she shouldn't be allowed to do this? And there's like on that on that cesspool of a website, there's there is there's a tracker that'll be like, these are Kathy's daily trades. And they'll be like, Kathy was on CNBC on Monday saying Tesla's going to 2000 on Tuesday. She dumped 500,000 shares of Tesla. She sold them, you know, so they're like yeah. this kind of, you know, dude, I can't. I know we don't have enough time, dude. Like in Seinfeld, when they stopped the applause when Kramer would burst in, we're good. We might. She's at that point on our show, I think. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Right. What are we gonna we, say? He sounds. We haven't spoken of her in in a while. Right. Um, I was I was uh, frankly, my feelings were a little hurt. Okay. The goat Stan Druckenmuller announces. He's going to get massively long, the two-year note, levered. <laughs> Nary an email from anybody <laughs> saying, hey, wait a minute, MB. <laughs> what? Weren't you the two-year note guy? And and I I thought we were. I'll send him a t-shirt. You want me to deliver him a t-shirt? I'll send him. sold out. Gone. I know. We got Second, one in <laughs> Even the one... <laughs> On his way to freaking Australia, you see, <laughs> for another thirty-five dollars in postage, <laughs> Rupert. 
you know. What did you want? What did you want Stan to say? Like, uh, I, you know, I listened to Inside Baseball. I listened. I've been listening. No, I, I, I thought it might be nice to someone say, "Hey, wow, nope. you happen to be ahead of the world's greatest trader." <laughs> Instead, I get a we get a note from some guy saying, "Hey, if you think Lacey Hunt's so smart, why shouldn't I just listen to him and not you?" You know what? <laughs> Go ahead, listen to him. Go ahead. Go listen to because you're too fucking stupid to understand what he says. We have to Liam and I have to interpret it for you. That's that's why. Um, so you were having a nice week in Florida. You had a, were you down there all week? Oh, I was there for forty eight hours. Okay, okay, right. Thus, thus the thus the shell shock. Okay, but so it was a good week for me for a number of reasons. One is Sam Bankman Freed. I mean, how long did that take? No, could, that, could that have taken less time? They just they barely had time to order the pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get make sure they got paid for the whole day, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, We're out of here. So official advice to Sam from all of us here at Ibwok. Number one, don't resist. Okay. It just makes them more excited. Secondly, Relax, breathe deep, don't fight it. Okay? He's, in tough, he's in a tough spot. He's in a tough spot because, like, he, he's got to he's got to join join sides here. And like, he's the, is he are the whites going to take him? I don't think the whites are going to take him. You know, he might have some money squirreled away, so like he might be able to to make a deal with somebody. You know, he does. Yeah, well, you know, a tough spot. Have... He's got to. He's gonna. You know, like. He's got to shave that head and go in there strong, or or he's going to go in there and say, "Hey, look, your commissary is going to be full, there, fellas." Uh, <laughs> I don't know how that works. I don't know. I'll refer to the book that was recommended to me: "How to Survive and Thrive in Prison," <laughs> which I did read, but yeah. I'm not recommending it to our listeners. Yeah, you know, they haven't even started going after mom and pom pop. They've already said they're broke. They came out and they said they're broke. They said we have no money left. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. Checks in my mouth. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You, you, how many you, how many houses did you buy in the Bahamas with some LLC that they're never going to be able to touch that you're going to have squirreled away, you know? Oh, they'll, they'll get them. Oh, they'll no, get no, no. The, you can't do that. Okay. Uh, There's some rules like if you buy a house in Florida, for example, okay, yeah. And you go bankrupt, they can't take your house from you. Okay. However, if you know you're going to go bankrupt and you go buy a house in Florida, that I think is a different story. Interesting. It's certainly uh, away from Florida. It's, I think, what they call, remember, we don't provide tax or legal advice, it's called a fraudulent conveyance. So if you knew you were broke and you gave away all sorts of shit to somebody before the, the bankruptcy trustee could get involved, he's just going to go claw that shit back. So those people are done for yeah. the rest of their life. They will have liens because the lawyers, they just, you know, like in the chess, guys play chess, they got that clock and they hit the thing. It's going to be. And those lawyers, that's five, six hundred bucks an hour. Ooh, they're yeah. looking, they're looking at ten lot. Easy. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 
Yeah. So, and I, I don't. Think the father said, "That's what's money." I think the dad. I think a, a quote I saw was, "That's what's money. That's what's money's for." <laughs> well, he's is he a politician? No, he's a like a professor at Stanford. Yeah, that even those guys don't have that kind of money unless they manage the Pelosi fund, which. Um, Let's I go back know. to your good week. Let's go back to your good week. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I, I was delighted that all of our anti-heroes that we've been talking about, DJ Sal, right? He's been defrocked effectively. <laughs> then the Theranos woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah I see. That. Yeah, who? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, what's her name? Yeah, exactly. She's gone. Now we got, you know, Airhead gone. He's you'll never see him again. No, 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 no. Federal, federal. You do eighty percent. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. We should go up and do an Stop. interview. <laughs> you know, you don't you got, want to travel? I got other people. I got other people we can talk to. <laughs> um, and uh, I, 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 I hate to brag, but I had a big day Friday. I, I had the biggest day I've had in a couple of years. So all of those munis. Can you just I, say one Q-sip? Give me one Q-sip. No, I won't give you any Q-sips. <laughs> no, that, that's not on the table. But I would like to address the concept of the munis because I, I don't want to be disingenuous on these things, but I, I want I want to tell my side of the story because one of our listeners asked about um, agency bonds. Yeah, yeah. I'm always bad mouth immunities. Yeah. Okay. So my first part-time job in the business, I worked for a muni broker dealer. We cleared through a company in Chicago called Mesero and Company. I don't know if they're still around. But we did a lot of trading off of the inventory of a bigger muni house called William Blair. So my my first foray into the markets was really municipal bonds. Like what I, back then? Give me a good one from back then. Like what oh, year is this? 1978. Yeah, what were they... I, well, I you know I can I'm gonna remember the names of these. They're such arcane names, right? Okay, all right, yeah. Like it could be like Texas School Book. That's what I want. Yeah, 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 that sort of thing. So, I'm very comfortable with municipals, just ge generically speaking. Okay. Then, when I went to Greenwich Capital, there were two gentlemen who had come from Solomon, who were mortgage experts and i sat right next to them and after a couple of years we started trading together both personal and for the firm and um uh we hit it off just great personalities and then by the nature of municipals they went off on their own and i i still do business with them to this day and it's it's quite significant in relation to the to the size of the market, and it's a it's a really a symbiotic relationship. I mean, I I pay them, I think, I hope they think a generous commission when we do a trade, but when they see a bond, 
they will do an analysis of the bond. Then they'll bring the analysis to me and we'll discuss it. And then if I like it, I'll take it. And if I don't, no hard feelings. We move on to the next one. But the comments about municipal bond, when I talk to the general public, is these are unique issues. There is no generic municipal bond. And when I tell people and caution them about municipal bonds, th that's not complete hooey. Because if you don't know what you're working with, you know, you're going to get you're going to stuff with something. Now, municipal bonds have an absurdly low default rate. I mean, I, I again, I'm not going to get held to these numbers, but I'm sure it's below 2% default. It could be in the ones for all I know. And if I'm wrong by 20%, it's a mistake. It's not disinformation, just, just to be clear. Um, but um, my caution, part of it was I was just being silly. I mean, that's kind of like one of my ponds. I don't want people playing in my pond. But secondly, my concern is for the unsophisticated investor. You know, oh, I, Morris likes municipal bonds, and they go buy some piece of shit thing. Yeah. Well, I don't want somebody to do that. Yeah. Um, however... And this is not investment advice. This is not solicitation to buy or sell securities. But when EG and I used to sit next to each other, we started thinking about these ETFs, these exchange-traded funds. And, and generally speaking, you didn't get the best and the brightest managers. You know, maybe... They started out that way, but if they got to be good, somebody snapped them up because, you know, they weren't getting paid a lot of money and they were never going to get paid a lot of money. But one of the little known things about many of these muni ETFs is they're levered. You, you have to dig down to see about the leverage. Now, it's not significant, but it's leverage and it's it's let's say it's about a third. And so what EG and I decided, and this is like 10, 15 years ago, was when you thought the Fed was going to start easing, you wanted to grab these muni ETFs because part of the thing is, is the Fed's easing, the borrowing rate is going down, which means you're paying less to borrow money. That's a good thing. The second thing is, as the Fed's easing, credit spreads tend to narrow because rates are lower. It's easier to make your interest payments. So credit spreads make muni bonds look more attractive. And then as the Fed's easing, you generally get a, uh, a rally, meaning rates decline and um, the, the curve steepens, which again, very positive for credit. In the world of munis, you don't uh, get to pick the time and place of when you buy them. You, you know, you there's times you can buy them, 
but you may not want to, but the only time you can buy them is when someone's selling them. Uh, unlike if I own munis and I need to sell them, I can call my guys and they'll get me a bid, right? There's always going to be a bid. It may be a suck-ass bid, but there's going to be a bid. And then I can take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work the other way. So you wake up in the morning and decide, I want to buy munis. I call my guys and they're like, yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing you can buy. Yeah. And, and it's not because they're so special. It's just there aren't any floating around. So the ETFs, they. Who owns them all? Who owns them all? Who owns all the munis? Uh, well, I, when you speak generically, meaning the actual bonds, I, I think, you know, it's going to be, and I don't know the proportion, but it's going to be banks, insurance companies, individual investors, pensions funds, that, that kind of thing. Um, but it's a small market. Like in treasuries, 50 million five-year notes, it's, it's trivial. 50 million munis, it's like you'll put pen to paper for half an hour to put a price on it just to give you an order of magnitude. So, you know, we're in an environment here and I'm fully loaded personally. But if I weren't, I'd sit down with EG and we'd have a chat about the credit spreads, the shape of the curve. What's the Fed going to do? What's the forward curve going to look like? But this is one of these rare times where for a period of time, an ETF makes some sense because if you want to buy a million dollars of an ETF, you just go to the New York Stock Exchange and you buy it and you got a million dollars. And in that ETF is a million dollars worth of munis, right? You could call your guy and say, offer me a million munis. And he's going, I got none. So you get a toehold by being in the ETF, right? Mm -hmm. And then if you're you know, artsy craftsy, you can wait till you saw a muni you liked. You could buy that and sell out the the proper amount of the the ETF, right? I mean, that might be a little bit more of a Kevin Muir kind of trade explanation. We we try and be big picture here, guys. But um anyway, you you see what I'm getting at, right? So I so why did I have a good week? I had a good week because you know, I read that um, paper by Howard Marks, and, you know, he's talking about stuff is backed up when you want to buy things. You know, you're not necessarily going to get to buy everything at the bottom. Bup, 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 bup. So I've been, and I think I've talked a bit about this, that I've been buying some longer dated paper. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it, it, it got marked against me pretty good. Um, that statement is no longer operative. Um, and just to throw a little kerosene on the fire, I had a lot of these floating rate notes. I talked about those, right? <clears throat> Thursday, I swapped them for fixed. So I, I, you know, old chestnut took a little risk. And uh, I, you know, I got lucky, and um, so I, 
Fed, and what the Fed meeting drove that? The Fed meeting, the the idea that they're done hiking, that that just the no hike, the hold that triggered that. Triggered my decision. No, the 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 run up on Friday. Well, I think the run up on Friday was you you've got a bunch of economic things first, and again being in God's waiting room, information doesn't get there as quickly, which is another good reason to move there for for work. Um, the ADP number was a little bit weak. Then the payroll number wasn't as strong. And again, as we suggest, look at the revisions. The revisions were down. Nine months, in a, row, nine months in a row, they've been revised down. Okay, I think it's something like that. Well, I know nine months in a row, they've missed, the economists have missed their estimates. I don't know about the revisions per, per however months gone back, but I know there was a downward revision from the prior month. But amongst the series of things that memory serves, I sent you that I don't know anymore. Gasoline prices are coming down. Copper prices are coming down. I looked at the purchasing manager surveys. They're all, it's, it's, it's over. Yep. You know, and, um, how long before Powell starts easing? I, I think it'll be a while. I do. Uh, and I'm going to say I don't feel I'm obligated to define a while. Um, I think, you know, they're going to want to be comfortable that the inflation is continuing to decline. Uh, they got a lot of room vis-a-vis the, the employment stuff right before you know the numbers get scary enough that they're worried about the employment dropping too quickly so i i i think they 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 can be very patient what i find the most curious thing at the moment the real question in my mind more the most important thing for me is trying to figure out what the yield curve is going to do. Because the two-year note is at a 485. By the way, Sherry, if you're listening, you have a 15 or 20 basis point profit and you you and Jerry can decide whether you want to take your profit or not. I, I have no advice on that score. But um, so two-year notes are 285. The long bond excuse me, 485, and the bond is, uh, call it a 480. So the the curve's still inverted. And, you know, I I think the curve's got to get uninverted by the front end, moving more than the back end. In the GOAT, Stan Druck owns a massive amount of two-year notes. You know, he's not a guy... I, I would fade on these things. I, you know, he, I don't know what he looks at, but it ain't a whole lot different than what I must be looking at. And, you know, in the old days, when you saw the economy weakening, you, you bought two-year notes. And uh, why don't I own two-year notes? Because it's the notion of the present value of an one. So if you're looking to make the most money, you you want two things. You want the issue that's going to move the 
most number of basis points, but you also want the issue that moves the most dollars per basis point. So again, I'm a little conflicted on where I should be because, you know, if you think the two-year note's going to rally 150 basis points, that's going to be X amount of dollars. But, you know, if you're levered, that means one thing. If you're unlevered, you you got to figure out how many basis points the 10-year note's going to rally and then decide whether you want to own twos or tens. Yeah. I mean, the math, when you sit down and do it, is trivial. I, at this point, I, I can't do it in my head anymore. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, generally these things end up somewhere in the intermediate sector is where you probably want to own things. But it, it feels to me like... Uh, conventional wisdom is now starting to move towards the understanding that the world is not coming to an end, that the government will be able to pay its bills, that the economy is slowing, that ultimately the Fed will lower rates, and we'll go kind of back to business as usual. And the panic about the government defaulting and you know, shutting down. And, uh, you know, I think we go back to a much more normal environment. So in my world, I, I think the question is, what's going to happen to the curve? I I think the less interesting question is what happens to the stock market. I, I say less interesting because I know probably in terms of numbers, more people are involved in the stock market but I think the bond market, the numbers are just so much bigger that, you know, that's the, where the real heavy lifting gets done. So, you know, like like to put it simply, it seems like the employment slowing, gasoline prices based on what I read are declining, copper prices are declining, crude oil, as we speak, $81 a barrel with a war in the Middle East. You know, I, these are these are things that shouldn't be here if inflation was taking off. And one of the things which I'm really bummed out that I lost was I talked about I think last week. You don't have it. Don't don't bother looking for it. I think I can do it from memory. I talked about how I'm getting rid of these paid subscription services so one of these guys i went back and because i remember him putting out an article and the, the title was do you own enough silver <laughs> and i i looked at the thing and th it was dated sometime in 2020 okay and uh i read the article and at the time, silver was trading at $20 an ounce. And the article said, in the year 2021, silver will be the strongest asset to own in the world. And so from 2020 to 2021, it went nowhere. So I'm guessing it wasn't the, the, the strongest asset in the world. Now, 
the whole time, this entire time I've been reading this newsletter, they've been nothing but bullish on gold and silver the whole time. Okay. Silver closed at $23 and change on Friday. That's after being down at like 12 bucks in the early part of 2020, right? They, they're looking, they, their price target was 50 bucks, like three years ago, 50. So twice what it is right now. Never during this entire period have they ever cried, mea culpa, I was wrong, my bad, I feel terrible. So for me, I, I say this very often. That's why I like trading. It's a number. If if you said you made money, but it's red, then you didn't make money. Um, and, is, the, uh, is this the same? You sent me a screenshot of them from September 3rd of 2003. Okay. Is this the uh this is the research group with a number in the name? <laughs> might be. Yeah. It might be. Although I you sent me you sent me a screenshot. Okay. No, just don't say their name. Don't. I'm not, I didn't. I'm I know what I'm doing here, okay? But you sent me a screenshot and circled in red, and the byline says September 3rd, 2003. And it says in February in February of 98, Warren Buffett announced that Berkshire Hathaway had accumulated roughly 130 ounces of silver. 130 million ounces of, of silver. Silver, okay. This is from 03. Yeah. And, 2003. <laughs> and I mean, I don't want to touch the computer, oh, right, but that's... I'm sure it hasn't worked. I, <laughs> there's no way he has that silver. I mean, he, you know, he had a bad day and he bought it. I mean, he, you know, like he might have been broken up with. They're his... writing that note in 03 talking about some silver he may or may not have bought back in 98, like starting an article with that bullshit. <laughs> All right. All right. Come on. Let's go back to your good week. Talk about oh, but, but the point is, these guys, they get on this thing and these guys, now they're all about the gold. Gold, 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 gold. Oh, you know what? Fine. Fine. You think gold's going up? God bless you. Okay. But I'm I'm out of the business of paying people for this stuff. The The other one, which I can't find. Let me ask you a question. What did gold do? What did gold do when the when the market crashed in eighty seven? I, I honestly I don't know. Yeah, yeah, which like, probably tells you something right there. Right, exactly. Like it didn't rocket. It didn't. Nobody got. Nobody made a fortune on their gold trade in the eighty seven crash, did it? <laughs> you know the yeah. problem. The problem with the gold thing, and this feeds into the second newsletter that I'm canceling is the ivory tower guys will talk about owning gold. Okay. Yeah, I know a little bit. I, yeah. It's like, they don't include any cost to carry risk premium. They go, Oh, there's no cost to carry. The cost to carry is gold. It doesn't earn anything. I know, but you got to protect it. How are you going to move it? You're going to move 500 pounds of gold. And and then they're gonna assume it's it's real. They're not gonna sit there and assay the fucking thing. They're not gonna take every single gold bar, which by the way, they claim doesn't exist because there's this conspiracy 
and the gold isn't in the eats. I know. I mean, it's oh, like no. I, I can't spend any more time with chuckleheads. I, I okay. I, let me just I many years left. Just look, look, look. As the bloodbath in stocks occurred on Black Monday, gold initially climbed nineteen dollars or four percent to a high for the day of four ninety one. But then the metal turned south. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. you saw what you got. All correlations go to one. The other comment, the other newsletter, it's there's a lot of French guys who write at this place. And the senior guy wrote, he's going to be spending his weekend thinking about the new monetary system. I see this thing. I'm like, not a fucking chance Rick. am I paying any money so some guy can sit on his ass and <laughs> contemplate his navel about the new the, the new money you mean we were past bitcoin already that oh. was gonna, that was going to cure cancer and put somebody on the moon and cure hunger and all these great things but no right here on this show yep. hamas that's the first terrorism Human trafficking, right? We we forgot about that. I know, I know. I didn't. I know. I'm aware. I know. I don't mean to yell at you. I just. Oh no, you're right. You know, but it's, just, it's gold. It's gold is frustrating. Gold will drive that that aggravation. Oh, I, I, I I've been. You know, I they just beat me like a rented mule. I mean, and you know, tonight we we had a headwind. It was like forty minutes longer. Then they had the couldn't find the car when we got to the the airport. You know how that goes. That's fun. I, I do actually. <laughs> I have a vivid yes. I have an idea about that. You know, it's not as much fun. I used to be able to track you, and I used to have the tail number, and I could see when you were home, and I would be like, "All right, he's home safely." Now I look up the tail, and I'm like, "Oh, Lancaster to Milwaukee. What's going no, on?" No, 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 no. We've we've uh, we've changed our habits yeah i know i know i know i know if if network needs the tail number <laughs> I provide network with the tail number <laughs> it's another one of these great things you know um i don't want to delve too deeply into it because i think i figured something out yeah but you know how like people walk around with like the black card and it's like this big symbol of wealth. And yeah. so I've been through this, I've been working through these numbers for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And anytime somebody tells me they got a net jet deal, all yeah. I think of is you stupid fuck. <laughs> stupid. Well, that it's the most expensive way. You can't possibly pay more. Than to get a share in nut chest. Yeah. I could do an hour on how bad it is. <laughs> but it created it's created an opportunity in the private jet market, which I'll share with our platinum subscribers offline. But I, I found a way to do this for substantially, shockingly less. <laughs> Oddly enough, a Jewish guy with incentive figures <laughs> out a way to make money. Well, you got the inside track. I would trust you on this. You have some working knowledge of what goes on. Um, and you know what suckers are willing to pay to, to fly the plane. And how many times have people asked you, uh, you know, can I borrow the plane? Like, oh, can I, you know, can I and you'd be like, you'd be like, Yeah, sure, call Tony. And they'd call yeah. Tony, yeah. and that was the last that they'd ever hear of it. Yeah. 
You know, it's like when we were doing it, we would send out quote number 15,432 yeah. and we have like 200 flights because the, my favorite thing is somebody would say, I want to fly to Chicago um, and I'm going to stay there. Friday so to we, Monday. Friday to Monday. Or, or no, stay there. And like, I'm going to college. Got it. Okay. Got it. Yep. So we'd give them a quote and they'd be like, well, why is it so much? Well, it's two hours to Chicago and it's two hours back. But I'm only flying to Chicago. I, yeah, I know. But you got to bring the plane. You got to bring the plane back. You can't yeah. leave it there. What am I, how am I supposed to get it back? It's on me. You're taking it there. Yep. You got to bring it back. Yep. And, and that's 85% of the chuckleheads. They call up, they think, ah, I'm just going to get a one way thing. And, yeah. Yeah. and no. Yeah, no. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. I tell you, the, I don't know. This will sound obnoxious, but we're too far down the road to stop. Monday. So this this weird situation that I become aware of, you, it's almost like get your own plane. Mm -hmm. But you get all the benefits and none of the hassles. But as a little Benny, they throw to you. They give you free catering and they and free de-icing. <laughs> and in my world, boy, that comes in handy at the end. Anyway, so they give you a menu of choices. Yeah. Or the catering. And yeah. you know, pick whatever you want. They, they're they're really, really nice about that. Yeah. So I'll say to Cheryl, we're going to Florida. What do you want? She looks at the menu and she says, that is nothing I want. Yeah. Well, tell them, tell them what you want. They'll get it for you. Uh, you know, I don't know that I'll be hungry. It's, it's free. It's free. Well, I know, but if I don't eat it, I'm going to waste it. I'm like, honey, it's free. Pick something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yeah. an Italian combo. Like, and I'll eat <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what my life is like. Yeah. Pluses and minuses. So, by the way, you know, I was a little concerned. Um, you know, Fiona busted into our recording session. Are we supposed to pay her? No, no, no. Work in the mine like I do on Monday. Okay. Um, let me um let me ask you about Monday. Let me ask you about Friday. Like, talk to me about Friday. Like, walk me through the day. Did you know it was coming? Did you? Where were you on Friday? First of all, were you traveling when when things were unfolding in your favor? Yes, I was on the plane. Plane had Wi-Fi, which was nice. <laughs> nice. Um, but the problem with like the Muni stuff is it's not like futures or treasuries. Is like it, it could be anywhere. So my Muni guys were you know, sending me some updates. I think they were more relieved than I was happy because <laughs> I was upside down on those things pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still might be, but less so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think over time, you know, these things, in, in, in our last call, I I told you some of the rates. Yeah. I, I'm not going to get hurt at those levels. I'm And you know what? If they're going to get me... And I'm gonna get six percent my money back tax free. Fine, you got me. Yeah, yeah. It ain't like I'm SPF up in uh, 
you know, jail trying to make new friends. Yeah, um, so, um, yeah, I, I, I would have preferred to spend more time going through the number and watching the market trade, but, uh, you know, I just didn't, I just didn't have it. Mm -hmm. and, but, you know, the, I was thinking a bit about this podcast that you and I do. And one of the things that occurred to me for the people who listen that are not in the business, what's unique about this podcast, I think, is these are the conversations you and I have to a large extent are word for word the conversations we would be having on the trading desk. I mean, not so much about, you know, the Theranos woman, although when you're on the desk 10 hours a day, you got a lot of time to talk. But, you know, we would talk about, you know, how does the yield curve look? Are munis rich or cheap? Are agency securities rich or cheap? How about volatility? What do you think the curve's going to do? What, what do you think the payroll number is going to be? And so I know for me, you know, there's a thing about the internet. If it's free, you're the product. And, you know, there's a lot of guys, I guess this is why I, you know, I'm, a, I'm a little bit against the pay for the subscription because those guys are making money, but it's part of their trading process. That's how they come to their decisions. And so to me, it feels a little like you're double dipping. You know, if, you, if you're getting paid and you're wrong, well, you didn't lose as much because you're getting paid and you're taking other people down with you. Here, we apparently people aren't getting the memo because we keep getting these requests for people <laughs> to be interviewed on our show. Dude, that... That dog don't hunt. We don't take a penny. No, we lose money. We, lo we lose money. And uh, because we want to have a, a conversation and talk about the market and not worry about selling some stupid book, how I fucked the world over 25 years ago and what I learned. Boy, I learned so much blowing the world up. Rule none, number one, don't. Yeah. Leverage those that was that big basis trade. It was the big bad basis trade those guys operated. Yeah. So the, the 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 funny thing about the Ken Griffin comment, I know you you sloughed it off. So Ken Griffin was telling the Fed that they should be looking at the banks about the basis trade. Here's I didn't slough it off. I just made <laughs> it's okay. But here's the farce of the comment. Okay. What was the comment? What was he said that he said well, they should be looking at the banks, not the hedge funds. Okay. To the best of my knowledge. All right. I said, what is he supposed to say? You know, look over there. Oh, yeah. But the, here's the problem. Banks are regulated entities. Hedge funds aren't. So. Hello. I you know, why do you rob banks? Well, that's where the money is. <laughs> I mean, I. Yeah, no, I know. I know. No, no I, you should be regulating the people you're already supposed to be regulating. Don't regulate us. We're unregulated. We don't need to be regulated. Like, <laughs> is he that dumb? Dude, I mean, he's, you know, he's doing it for a reason. He's he's not doing anything. He's not doing anything. He's he, That's a classic look over there to me. Like, you know, he, 
What do I know? Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what's your outlook going forward? Um, because the, the you know I know you're bored by the stock market, but the stock market reacted as if we're you know like hiking is done. This is it. We're off to the races. Um, right, away right. we go. Oh, I, I, you know, I hate to predict the stock market. I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I you know, I'm going to go back to at a five percent to your note or wherever it is. You know, I I'm just parking my money there until they crush them, if they crush them, and then I'm gonna see what Stan does. <laughs> he mad about Janet Yellen. He ripped Janet Yellen too. He said something. He said she was the worst, <laughs> the worst treasurer since Alexander Hamilton or something like that. I, I didn't say that. No, Stan did. Druckenmiller okay. did. Stan did. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to mention his quotes? He made he made multiple headlines this week. He said that her mon the monetary policy like during COVID like was the, leaving rates at zero instead of leaving the long bonded X instead of. Oh, the he's he's right. How do you not borrow? money for 30 years at one percent it, it there's just one word obtuse how do you how do you run the treasury and not understand that at one percent that's all you issue is long bonds that's it nothing but long bonds and you know what you push them back to two you keep selling them you push them all the way back to three and, and maybe you get you know, four trillion off, five trillion off. I don't know what the number is going to be, but you're never going to see that rate again. And it's just the fact that they don't, they didn't do that. It's like it's unconscionable. You know, it's it's they're government officials, so you can't sue them. But it's it, it, talk about lack of fiduciary responsibility. It's just they terrible. talk. They don't talk to. They talk to you guys back in the day, didn't they? Talk to you. They had this. Treasury auction, yeah, advisory board, yeah. By the way, it's filled with guys from hedge funds. I know it's Bill and everybody else. I know you can, you can look it up. I know, but, but like, be, but in the real world, besides those formal meetings, like there, there's that's it. that's it. That's it. Fortress. They, they would have occasionally. Now the, I'm well removed from this. Okay. But there were occasions I went down to the Treasury, specifically during times of crisis, or the, the most notable one was 9-11. You know, they needed to know how the money markets and the Treasury markets were functioning. And, you know, I went, I did my duty. Uh, I gave them all the information they asked for. I was able to glean some stuff by the way they asked questions and I profited from it. And was it inside information? Can't be because treasuries aren't registered securities. Yeah. So, and, and it ain't like I made them, yeah. you know, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I'm not dialed in enough with, you know, there's a lot of these, a lot of these guys spend a lot of time working the angles with the oh did i lose him let's see if i left let's see if i oh, i got you i got you okay i'm here good 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 all right um there was like a smick johnson letter 
that you know they had supposedly you know kind of like the inside reads. So I you know I've been too far removed from that. Uh, and, right. and, and, and just to finish the thought, you know I've decided that the daily shot thing, I that a piece of paper and a pen, I, I'm good to go. I, yeah, the rest of this stuff. What somebody thinks about how the French, you know, attacked something in 1780-something <laughs> and what it did to monetary policy or, you know, I, I just, I, I, I uncle, right? Yeah. You know what? I, I pay for my research. I don't pass it through to these investors. Yeah. That's one of these other little hedge fund secrets that the investors pay for that shit. I don't think it comes out of the management fee. All right, all right. Well, so, yeah, 10 grand is right. Okay, well, hey, it's only one trade. You know, if you read <laughs> it, you're going to make it back on one trade. Well, you know, I got five of these guys. And so far, you know, maybe <laughs> I think I'm over five. Frankly. You can just mail, print them out all your, your receipts from all your gold options, send it over to them and be like, oh, look, still... look what you've done. This is, this is me listening to you. <laughs> the money, the money I can handle. It's the destruction of myself. The learning. What about the learning? It was tuition for learning, right? Didn't you learn a lot through that? Number one, the, that comment about Peter McGarry about never screwing around with gold. Will you don't know. Haunt you forever. <laughs> Not only that, in this in the stock operator, he talks about how he had a position in wheat or something, and how he really either liked it or didn't like it. And he met like the famous wheat guy. And he, he kept saying to the wheat guy, the wheat, I'm making it up, but the wheat trade's bad. And the guy goes, no, 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 no. It's just temporary. And he's, he's looking at the tape and he's like, it trades like shit. It trades like shit. And the guy goes, no, it's going to be fine. And he keeps buying it and the whole thing. And it, it he goes broke, right? And so I remember looking at this gold thing and the implied volatility of the option was very cheap. But I was watching it and I would say to you, I would say to Ed, I would say to Aegis, this thing trades like eight pounds of shit in a four pound bag. And it... Yeah, it's just I was I was right, but I was wrong because I was long and I lost money. So if I'm a newsletter guy, hey, <laughs> bummer, feel terrible. God, I couldn't feel worse. No, I lost a lot of money, and no. my fault, my Dude, fault. I remember, I remember being on a bike ride with you and like talking about. This was probably before Trump was elected. So we're going back like like 15 or 16. And like back in the day, you were like, there's a lot of things going on. I don't know what it was, but it was like you got you finally got everything that you wanted between like election unrest and like global unrest, economic. Like you got COVID like like COVID <laughs> happened and it still didn't. <laughs> yeah, it still didn't go. Yeah. Go. In my defense. I picked a number, yeah, and I stuck to it. Now, perhaps that number was a little too big. Okay, stuck but to it. hey, what are you gonna do? Nobody's perfect. Yeah, I know. So, anyway, I'm getting a little hungry. All right, buddy. It was good to see you. Same here. That was fun. I, uh, you know, we're running out of time. 
Winter's uh, speaking of running out of stuff, you got to get your shit together, Mister, with your t-shirts. Okay, you can't you can't get ten t-shirts and then hawk it on the show. And I got a hundred guys. <laughs> you got a hundred labels. You got them. You got the money. I said I got a hundred. They're asking questions like, "Does he want FedEx or UPS?" I said, "Let's do the the postal service. That's that way he can you know he can get the walker out and he can." Truck- <laughs> He can just trudge up to the mailbox, okay? <laughs> so I got, I think, an order of like 75 larges, okay? okay. This is how it's going to go. Perfect. They're free, they're large, and they come in black. <laughs> That's your choice. And then when we give you the go-ahead, we can send um, Liam a prepaid whatever label label and yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. And I'll fold it nicely and shove it in an owl <laughs> yeah oh sorry this complicates the things for the guys from from australia because all the international guys Jeez. yeah oh yeah by the way no international That's <laughs> your sales. you're out of luck Maybe we should put them up on ebay see if we could sell them there that was great but that would violate our profit motive oh yeah so all right, dude. I'm so glad that you had a good week. I'm glad you had a good time in Florida. Maybe you just need to go to Florida like once every every once in a while. Every, you know? every 12 years. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Have a good night. Thank All you. right, pal. Thank you. Hey, pal. Cheers. <laughs>